0: Hey sluts, you're listening to the Sacred Slut Podcast, hosted by me, Becca Kavanaugh. This podcast is for you if you are ready to live a life full of pleasure, passion, and prosperity through your unique magnetism. This podcast will give you everything you need to step into your power, to embrace your deepest desires, and help you start living your most pleasure-filled life right now. Each week, we will dive into topics like business, spirituality, sex, relationships, wealth, empowerment, and anything and everything you can think of. So that way you can be, do, have, and hold it all to create a life that turns you the fuck on. I use these tools and teachings in my own life to magnetize massive success in the form of people, places, opportunities, and experiences that have me feeling the most turned on. And now I coach my clients on how they can use their own magnetism to build a life and business that is just as profitable as it is pleasurable. I want you to think of this podcast as your weekly dose of pleasure that will get your juices flowing and leave you craving for more. I am so turned on to have you here. So let's dive in. Hello, sexy souls, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you all had such a beautiful and fun and safe Halloween. I just love Halloween, you guys. It's one of my favorite holidays. And, you know, I don't know what's going on in the collective right now, but shit's been just congested, if you know what I'm saying. Like, this cancer, like, moon or whatever the fuck, everybody's been telling me, and myself included, that, like, the energy's just been off. Um, I have, like, a complete just, like depressive episode. Um, and it was, it was, it was very dark. It felt, it felt like, um, you know, when it just feels so heavy and you feel like you're never going to get out of it. That's how it felt like. So I guess like moral story is if you felt that way over this past week, or if you felt like just a little off, like you were not the only one, um, And also evidence that you can run a fucking business. You can be mid-launch like me, hi, hello, and go through a depression episode. Like, honestly, we are human and (laughs) we cannot be selling machines all the damn time. And sometimes like shit just hits hard when you're in the middle of the fucking launch. And doesn't mean that you need to like burn everything down. Doesn't mean that you need to like throw in everything. And doesn't mean that I could have easily just like taken a step back and been like, fuck this launch, fuck everything. Like I'm so done. I fucking ruined it, all the things. But if you guys have been following me, you saw that I actually took this as an opportunity to extend the Baby Biz Bitch price point, the pre-sale price point, um, because I felt like an asshole that I wasn't selling. I wasn't like sharing with you guys that like, hey, the price is going to double here pretty damn soon. And I'm just sitting in the sidelines and not giving people that may want the opportunity to get into this offering a chance. Right. And so I kind of had to take a step back and go like, okay, I can either just like double the price overnight and like, just kind of leave it as that, or I can give it myself an extension and let myself be human throughout this launch process. And so that's what I did. And so more, I guess, like, what i want to convey to you i kind of want to do a whole separate podcast episode about this about like how to move through these moments of wanting to burn down your business wanting to quit mid launch wanting to or like when you're in a really deep depressive state and feeling like you are not worthy of having all these like good things in business right um i kind of want to do a separate podcast episode about that but i just want to also be your evidence right now of like you get to write your own rules and if you get to adjust your business to make it work for you, right? Um, I could have easily just like bailed on this, but I decided to like see it through. And I think this time last year, if that were to happen, I think I would have just bailed. Like I would have been like, forget this offer. I'm never gonna talk about it again. Um, I'm never going to do all the things. And like the thing is, is like, even when people are buying during a launch, it's still like, there is some psyche stuff that goes on when you're launching that comes up, right? It's like these visibility wounds, the worthiness wounds, the the feelings of just, like, scarcity, even when... You're selling, like even when spots are being sold, right? Um, it can still come up. So, um, permission to like adjust things, make it work for you, and to continue to show up even after you've had these really stressful moments, and it doesn't make you any less worthy. If anything, it shows you and others that like you're reliable, that you are a leader, that you can show up even in these moments, because you're we're never like going to be perfect. Like we're never going to not have these moments. And I think that's kind of the myth of owning a business and getting to a certain income level. You think, oh, I'm never going to have any worries. And every launch is going to be perfect. And like, that's just not the truth. So like, we might as well just like prep your nervous system now and get to a place where you feel good while you're launching, even if nobody's buying, right? I think that is the true balance there. So anyway, long story short, BBB is still open. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it could, the price could be at 250 or 125 just depends. Um, so if you're still interested, you want to get in, you want to sneak in, you can always send me a message as well if the price already doubled and you're listening to this and you're being like, oh no, I did want in, you can always sneak in. You guys know I love y'all. I love my podcast listeners. So like, just send me a message and we'll work it out, Okay so um i thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of do some myth busting around selling this is something that i've been seeing come up with my clients a lot um and i don't think that it's talked about enough so i figured we could break down some different myths and kind of go over the different like debunking some of these selling beliefs that maybe you're holding on to right um and maybe could be holding you back from building your business as you guys know like selling is one of the core pieces to building a business and to onboard people and to connect with people, the selling is really a modality of connecting with others and building relationships and building your client list and building a business that's really sustainable for you. And so we want to make sure that we're finding ways that you can sell that's going to turn you on, that's going to keep you going, that's going to really fuel your fire. And I think that there's ways that we can do this that is really representative of who you are as a business owner, instead of just trying to follow everybody else's fucking tactics. And that kind of comes in with like the myth busting here. So let me just pull up my notes here. So we have, I think, four or five myths. Um, so the first myth here, this is one I see so often, um, and it's completely false. (laughs) And this is something I, I used to believe as well. So number one myth here is selling a lower offer will be easier. Like selling a lower priced offer will be so much easier. This is bullshit you guys. Okay. (laughs) Because no matter what you are selling, whether it's a dollar, whether it's $5, whether it's $5,000, you still have to show up for that offer. You still have to sell that fucking offer. And you still have to show people the value of that offer. What I've really learned in business so far is that it doesn't matter if it's $5 or $5,000. If people don't see the value, they're not going to purchase. And that's just the God honest truth. Okay. Like, no bullshit. People will just not purchase. They will not get out their fucking cards, even if it's a dollar, even if it's $5. And I think that's the myth, right? That's the myth of like, oh, it's going to be so much easier to sell. What what actually makes it easier, quote unquote, to sell is that you probably don't feel as charged around it, right? And like, that's your own money stuff, like being reflected back to you in your business and your selling, right? Because if you're like I don't really value this offer, or I'm not too sure if I can back it up, or I'm feeling scarcity around this, or I just need to get a quick cash flow. Like That's your own projections onto money, right? Because you could get a quick cash infusion that doesn't have to be a $5 offer, right? It could be a $500 offer, right? So at the end of the day, though, you still have to show up. And I think that we kind of put in this, we kind of use this as a way to like, oh, I don't have to be super outright about selling. I don't have to show up fully with the selling, right? Because you're like, well, it's $5, not a big deal. It's a no brainer. But like, honestly, though, in the consumer's mind, it's not necessarily a no brainer. And you still have to show up, you still have to market that offer. And I think that we use this as a way to be like, oh, I don't have to sell as much because it's a no brainer. And it's $5 and people will purchase anyway. It's not the truth, guys, okay? I've had plenty of offers that were, you know, lower ticket items that completely did not sell because I was coming from a place of scarcity and I felt that I didn't have to show up as much for it, right? So you might as well just price- however you want to price something, right? Do not go in with this energy of like, oh, I'm going to do this lower price offer and then it'll be so much easier because it's absolutely false. So you might as well just show up with the same energy and go in with this energy of like, I'm going to sell the fuck out of this and I'm going to price it, whatever feels good for me, right? And then normally what happens is that because you're excited about the price point, other people will be excited about the price point, And then you're going to be way more inclined to show up for that price point. Okay. So then myth number two here is that people just can't afford it. Like people cannot afford this. They're not willing to afford this. Like <sighs> such a myth guys, such a false belief because we really need to get out of people's fucking bank accounts. Okay. It is not your job to balance people's checkbooks in your business and it's quite frankly really offensive for you to assume that someone cannot afford something, right? Because we're kind of going in with this energy of like, I'm not gonna sell to this person that might genuinely want and need my services. I'm not gonna sell to them or I'm gonna offer them an offer that they that's lower ticketed that might not even be remotely related to what their needs are. Because I'm looking at their lifestyle or I'm looking at the things that they're saying to me and I'm assuming that they cannot afford it, right? Without them like outright saying that they can't afford it, right? So this can just be a way that we do this is a way to protect ourselves, right? Because if we think that no one can afford it, then why bother selling it or talking about it or being vulnerable and putting ourselves out there, right? So again, going back to like, it's not your job to like balance people's checkbooks here. It's not your job to assume that they can't afford something. What is your job though? Is to convey the value of the offering and to meet them in any questions that they may have. Give them all the fucking options and information that you can and then h- help them decide, right? Um, as an aside here though, something that I see a lot of people make a mistake of in selling, this could also go into a myth is like the more offerings that you have, like the easier it is for people to work with you, the more people you can serve, not necessarily the truth either, right? Sometimes when we have too many options, it leaves people in this freeze mode right because if we have too many options it's like oh okay for example you know how like when you're on netflix or whatever and you're like oh there's so many things i want to watch or there's so many things that i could watch and you're sifting through all the options and all the things and before you know it you're like this is just information overload and now i'm just going to watch a show that i've seen a million times or i'm just going to scroll through TikTok, right why do we do that because We know with TikTok, we're just going to be served, whatever's fucking there, and we don't have to decide. We don't have to make a decision to do that. So therefore, too many options left us with this feeling of paralysis, right? It's like information paralysis. So that's why i only like to have like one or two offerings and the offerings that i have are not for everyone right so like with my one-on-one coaching i can only hold so many people in my one-on-one coaching and obviously the price reflects that so therefore it's not i can't take on everyone so then who where does the overflow go right it goes to bbb something like bbb where they can where you can kind of get access to my energy you can get access to information you can get access to my expertise Um, and then also there's ways that you can upgrade your experience, right? I have like a one-off intensive inside BBB. That's an upgradable option. Um, that's not offered anywhere else. Right. And again, this is going back to like, those are technically like, if you really want to stretch it, like three offerings I have, and that's it. Right. But in turn that, hits on a lot of people's needs, right? Because I want to make sure that people can make a decision and that they're not looking at all my offerings going, where the fuck do I fit in? Right. I want it to be very clear and concise how they fit into my business and how they're going to see themselves in my business. Right. So anyway, that was kind of a uh, tangent, but so going back to like, people just can't afford it. Like really tap into why you believe that. Like, is it because you feel like you couldn't afford something like this? Do you not see the value in this? Do you, Are you just trying to protect yourself, right? Would you not spend money on something like this, right? It doesn't mean that you need to go out and spend the money, but like, if you had that money, would you spend it on your offering, right? Would you spend it on this price point? That's something to really think about because if you're not in alignment with how you're feeling about the value and how you're going to show up and all the things, like, then you're not going to want to sell this. And so therefore you're like cutting yourself off from your profit potential. So then myth number three here is, if I can't convince people, then I suck at selling. You don't need to convince people, okay? So the most common objection, right, is money and pricing, right? People are just, we're so easily inclined to just be like, oh, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. And like, let's be honest, how many times have you said, like, I can't afford something when technically you could have probably afforded it? Like technically you probably could have made it work but it just wasn't a priority to you. And that's just the honest truth, right? So again, like sometimes it's true that like, yes, legitimately you're looking at something that maybe you really want and you're like, I can't afford that, right? And maybe you want to more so reframe this of like, how can I find a way to afford this, right? If you really want something, you want to be able to make it a priority in your mind, even if you don't see the clear path just yet, like just like a simple reframe there is like, I want to figure out how to afford this, right? But going back to like, sometimes this is very true that like, yes, you'll actually look at a price and be like, oh yeah, I like physically do not have that in my bank account at all. Not even on a credit card. And I'm not willing to put myself in that position. That's a priority, right? And so therefore, like sometimes this is true, but most often not Because if you have your prices like listed on your website, like if somebody's coming to you and they're getting on a call with you and you have all the systems set in place of like, you have your prices listed, you're being clear about communicating the value, you're being clear about this. And somebody still got on a call with you and was like, oh yeah, I really can't afford that. Like there probably may be a bigger wound underneath this. And again, like not making it bad or wrong because we love to use money as kind of a scapegoat of why we can't have something. And so the invitation here is to ask them, like, ask them, like, reground into the vision that maybe you guys have worked through on the call together. Maybe you're offering like a connection call, or maybe you're in the DMs or something, and they're like, hey, I really desire X, Y, and Z. Like, Let's revisit that feeling. Let's revisit that feeling of like if you had all of these things in the next six months of working with me, right? not guaranteeing results, obviously, but like tapping into that desire, tapping into that vision, like would it be worth it? like would this investment be worth it if you felt the way that you wanted to feel, right? um would it be worth it if you were able to expand your income, right? and that's what a lot of my clients go through. It's like, It's the investment of like, if I can help you get clear on your messaging, if I can help you, you know, find, get your, your, um, message in front of your ideal client. And so therefore you expanded your profit potential in the next six months. And then you didn't even have to worry about this price point. Like, would you still want this? Like, would you still want to make it a priority? And again, like there just might be something deeper underneath this. And so again, not making it bad or wrong, um, because sometimes people just don't have the capacity, right? But again, it's not your job to convince them. Um, And it's not your job to shame them or make it bad or wrong. This is an opportunity for you to meet someone in their desires. And like I've said before around like, people might be able to afford it, but they just don't have the capacity right now. And that's okay. Like if you don't want to make something a priority right now, like that's okay. Um, I know I've talked about this in the past of like when I did hair and I thought about doing coaching and all the things like technically I could have afforded to hire a coach. I could have afforded to start my coaching business But I didn't have the capacity to do that just yet. And that's okay because at the end of the day, I still circled back. I still figured it out. I still came back to my desires and worked it out, right? (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, I couldn't shame myself or I couldn't force myself at that moment to do it because I just wasn't ready. And I love to use, you know, just as a personal thing, I love to use money as a scapegoat of like, oh, I just couldn't afford it. When like in reality, I could afford it. I just didn't have the capacity to do so just yet. And that's okay, right? So again, it's not your job to convince, it's not your job to do any of that, but what is your job is to just hold them and help them reground back into those desires and then have them make it and it do- make the decision on their own and it doesn't mean anything fucking about you or your selling um, tactics, right? So then myth number four, I think we're on now, <laughs> is that um, if you don't get a yes on the call, then... You, they won't be interested. Like if you let them, if you don't get a yes on the call, or if you don't force them to say yes or pay on the call and you just let them go and think about it, then they're going to bail and not follow through. So this is kind of an unpopular opinion. My, it, Mine is. Um, I think that getting a yes is very powerful. However, it's not fucking everything. Like we need to stop glorifying this like all in. They're an all in full embodied yes. They are um, saying yes on the call. They're ready to pay in full. Like We really need to stop glorifying this um, because there's other ways to find success that is actually way more sustainable. And... So I like to really take on the belief that I can just trust people to make this decision a priority. Like I can trust people to not give me a full bodied yes on the call, to go think about it and to come back and actually take intentional time to think about it and to ask me questions and to continue to show up if they really want to make this priority. And the thing is, is like, I really do, I am totally fine with people being hesitant it's a big investment. Like if you guys are doing coaching packages, I do six month coaching packages. That's a big, not just time commitment, but a financial commitment. Right. And so like, it's okay for them to be hesitant. Right. Like I want to be there for them. I want to show up for them in that energy. And like, if you're not willing to do that, then maybe we shouldn't be thinking about these like really big coaching packages. Right. Um, you want them to be hesitant and, again, we glorify this yes on the call, but like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like all of my clients that I've worked with in six months or more containers took time to think it over, took time away from the call to think it over. And I guess like the tip that I have for this is like, don't leave it open-ended. Like I don't leave this open-ended, but I do give them time to think about it. I usually give a few days or maybe up to a week, just depending on where they are at. And I will give them that time to think it over. But then after that, it is a very clear boundary of like, if I don't hear back within this time frame, then I'm going to consider this, you know, basically null and void. And you can reconnect with me if you still want this a few months from now or something like few weeks from now and what this does is that it really creates safety for you as the business owner because then you're not in this like open-ended they can just make an investment whenever um that was a mistake i made in (laughs) in uh my beginning stages of coaching was that I would send the payment links and then they could just like invest it whenever. And then there would be moments where I didn't have necessarily the capacity to like take on a new client. And then they would just like invest out of the blue. And like, I thought that was great at the time, but looking back, I'm like, no, that like really just wasn't good for my nervous system. Wasn't good for a client's nervous system. Right. So again, going back to like, I hold, it's setting clear boundaries in your container of like, I'm holding you throughout this process. I'm open for questions. I'm available to hold space for you throughout this week that you're thinking it over. But then after that, we need to kind of close this out and make it have very clear intentions on how to move forward if you still desire this, right? If you're still desiring this in a couple months, come back to me then, right? Because you might be sold out in a couple months. Like You can't guarantee that spot forever, right? And the mistake I see a lot of people make is that we're you know, kind of when you're in the beginning stages of business, you kind of don't think about like, oh my God, what would happen if I'm sold out? And you have to kind of take on the belief of like, if you're going to sell out within the next couple months, like you might not have the capacity to just take on anyone whenever. So again, this creates clear boundaries and um, expectations, right? Of the container. But again, like it's okay for people to be hesitant. It's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about how you sell. It doesn't mean anything about that. Like, as long as you are continuing to show up for that person in their objections, in their hesitations, in their questions, then you don't really have much to worry about there. Like you're selling in a more ethical aligned way. And like, if you want more information on how I do this, I, I outline some of this in BBB if like you're new to this, but also, I mean, I really take my clients through this whole process. Um, and I give them customized support on what this would look like. So then number five here is that selling is inherently manipulative. So this one's a really easy one and it's just a big nope. Okay. Like, <laughs> This one's an easy one. It's just a big nope. Um, selling is not, does not have to be manipulative. Unfortunately, that has been the model that has been shown to us over and over again, but I really pride myself on ethical selling and I really, really outline this in BBB. If you're like, I have no idea what ethical selling would look like. I have no idea what unethical selling would look like, like sleazy selling tactics. Um, so I really outline that in a module in BBB and talk all about that. But if you really keep your services from someone who genuinely fucking needs your services, they will be pissed that you didn't tell them. Like you, they will be pissed if you didn't fucking talk about it, right? They They're searching all over the fucking internet for you. And you're just like, oh, nobody wants to buy from me or selling's bad or it's manipulative. Like how can we... How can we really take on the belief that, like y- you're an asshole if you don't sell your services? like you're you're an asshole if you don't sell your fucking skill set and your expertise, right? Um, and you know, this was something that i I kind of had to come to um the pussy gods with because I was like, you know, for a long time, I was kind of holding back my business expertise. I was holding back like all of the information I have around business and how I show up in my business and how fucking good I am at coaching business owners. And I realized like I was holding that back for so long. And I was like, I'm a fucking asshole that I'm not sharing this information, that I'm literally holding it back from potential clients that could really benefit from my services. Right. So again, selling does not have to be inherently manipulative. Um, unfortunately it's just the models that we've been seeing over and over again. And I think any model that you've been learning from like the past few years that does not involve 2020 updated collective, um, shit, right? Like people are different now. Like we're all different now. We're way more intentional now. We're way more, um, curious now. We, we, need more safety than I think ever fucking before when it came to a sales process. Right. Because I think we have less trust. Honestly, a lot of our world was shifted upside down. And so we have a harder time, like trusting ourselves and trusting, you know, people that are selling to us, we're having a heart. like, we're just way more intentional now. Like we just show up differently now. And that doesn't make it bad or wrong or that any like selling is not still of service. Like it is. And, but we just have to do it a bit more intentional now. And I don't know, fucking just treat humans like humans, right? Like, What I really pride myself on is that when I get on sales calls, quote unquote sales calls, this is why I call them connection calls. It's because I am a human connecting with another human on the other side, right? And them saying no, them not seeing the value, or them like not showing up or ghosting or whatever, I am just really detached from any of that, meaning that I don't make it bad or wrong and I don't make it mean anything about me. And I think that's a skill that really takes a while to build up in business. And that's why this is what I work with my clients on. This is why you hire a fucking coach because all this shit gets Like comes up when you start to sell. And selling can be absolutely very vulnerable, but it can also be something that is so pleasurable and full of service. And I think that pushing the edges of how you can sell and be more playful with it while also providing a lot of safety is really going to help you stand out. And so if you want to kind of learn more about this, see how you can customize it I'm taking on -on one-on-one clients for enrollment right now. Like I said, I do like six-month packages. You can learn more with the link down below. All the details are in there. Um, But ultimately selling can be an act of service selling can be safe and selling is something that can be really fun and sexy so i hope that you guys liked these kind of myth busting stuff and let me know what you guys have really taken away from this podcast episode i would love it if you could share a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends share it on instagram tag me in it of course and i'll have the links to everything down below everything that i talked about in this episode And yeah, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week and we will chat next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Sacred Slip Podcast. I hope this episode has your juices flowing and has you feeling inspired to create your own version of a pleasure-filled life. I would love, love, love it if you could leave this podcast a rating and review, hopefully five stars. This really helps out the podcast to reach more women like yourself so that way we can empower each other and create a beautiful community. If this episode has brought you value, please share with a friend, a family member, your partner, a coworker, or even on your social media. If you do post on your social media, make sure to tag me at Becca Joe Cavanaugh on your Instagram. So that way I can thank you and send you so much love. Also make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that way you never miss an episode. If your pussy and intuition is craving more and to dive deeper into this work, check out my website and ways that you can work with me through my signature courses and intimate coaching containers. Sending you so, so much love. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye sluts.